the final tonight. And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018. Watchman into the right field. Down the line. A fair ball. Adley will turn first. Head for second. He's going to turn second. Go for third. Watchman into third base standing. An extra base hit. His first hit in the major leagues. Welcome to the... Everyone and welcome back to Beyond the Ballpark. As always, I'm your host Patrick Moreno. Brandon with me today. Uh, so he's taking a little vacation in Maine. Uh, so good for him. You know he's been working hard on the podcast. But today I'm gonna bring you some of my award predictions. I will not be going over every single nook and cranny award, but I'll be going over some you know main ones. I'll be going over comeback player of the year, uh, you know managers of the year, rookie of the year, MVPs and Cy Youngs and things like that. Uh, but before we hop into the, today's episode. Uh, I would like to congratulate Albert Pujols on 700 career home runs. That is an incredible feat. Did not do that on steroids uh, as well, which, you know, prevents me from liking Barry Bonds. Uh, but Albert Pujols, that is such an incredible accomplishment. And I congratulate him And as the Cardinals pretty much go into the playoffs. Uh, as of right now, they probably got that division um, all wrapped up. So, But congratulations to him. As always, we should clap it up on the podcast. That is an incredible accomplishment. Only four players, including Pujols, have ever accomplished that in their entire career. Uh, Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, and Barry Bonds are the three others to do it. And Albert Pujols is in elite company now. Uh, But yeah, just wanted to start this episode off by saying congratulations to him on that incredible feat. You know, you're not going to see many guys do that. And I know I'm just kind of repeating myself now, but... uh, just congratulations. That's all I needed to say. And with that, let's get into the episode. So let's start off with a more interesting award, Comeback Player of the Year. Obviously, Trey Mancini and Buster Posey, both reigning uh, Comeback Player of the Year award winners. Trey Mancini came back from colon cancer in 2021 and had a really stellar season with the Baltimore Orioles. Obviously, he got traded to the Houston Astros this year, but you know he had a stellar performance last year for a pretty horrible Orioles team, uh, and he got that award. Buster Posey took the 2020 COVID year off uh, due to, you know, concerns for the pandemic, uh, but he came back in 2021 and had a career season, arguably, and then he retired kind of out of nowhere, um, but those guys will not be winning it today. In the National League, I have Ronald Acuna Jr. winning it. He had that ACL tear, I believe, um, in last year in July, um, and, you know, he, he got knocked out. Uh, for the rest of the year, and he was not able to be on that run made by the 
uh, World Series winning Atlanta Braves, which was really sad because he could have been so good uh, in you know those spots. But he's having a really nice year. Four, uh, in 433 at-bats, he has a 270 average, 13 homers, 46 RBIs, 28 stolen bags, 7772 OPS. Uh, again, those, this is not the Ronald Acuna we're used to, but he's got to get back in the game because on April 28th, he was able to come back uh, this year. And, you know, he, he's, made a, he's made a really nice year. So, great year from Ronald Acuna Jr., and I got him winning that NL Comeback Player of the Year. And now for the AL Comeback Player of the Year, uh, I have Justin Verlander. Uh, he came back from pretty much missing all of last year. Uh, I believe he had Tommy John surgery. Um, but he has had an unbelievable season, arguably a Cy Young season. Uh, he started 26 games. He's gone 17-4, and 1.82 ERA, 163 innings, 167 strikeouts, and a .84 whip. He's been able to handle a massive, massive workload for the Houston Astros and their pitching staff, which which is pretty deep. I mean, they've been running with a six-man rotation for a while now, uh, and Justin Berlander is right at the top of it. He has had an unbelievable season after having Tommy John, uh, which is one of the hardest things to come back from in terms of you know injuries and, and recovery and rehabbing and everything like that. Uh, but Justin Verlander, not only could he win this award, he could honestly win one of the most prominent awards, the Cy Young, and I'll go over that later in this episode, but you just got to hang tight for that. Uh, but Justin Verlander, right now I have uh, winning AL Comeback Player of the Year. And now we have the Managers of the Year. Um, in the AL, I'm going to play some bias. I'm going to go Brandon Hyde. I mean, who saw the Orioles have having a potential winning season? And who saw the Orioles competing for a wild card spot? Absolutely nobody. Not even me. I thought the Orioles were kind of going to try out their rookies, see what they had, and then try and compel themselves next year. But they have, you know, they have shocked everybody. They have been in the mix of this wild card race. While their chances are dimming, you have to give them credit for being in it this long. Ever since they went on that 10-game winning streak, they've just make, been making trouble. And, and, you know, a lot of that has to be credited to Brandon Hyde. I mean, I liked Based on what I've seen in game, uh, I've liked a lot of the moves he's made. He's been able to make substitutions using Ryan McKenna off the bench normally, and and you know late in ball games when you need that good defense out in the outfield, Ryan McKenna's been able to play every single outfield position pretty much, uh, which is great value. And the fact that he's really fast also helps. You have Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, and Taron Vavra, some really young guys who've been able to step up for this Orioles team. Adley just has had the back, had his, the team on his back this year with great plate discipline, great power, great hit tool. I mean, Adley Rutschman is a complete, complete catcher, already turning into one of the best catchers uh, in baseball and possibly one of the best catchers we may ever see in our generation. Um, but, that you know, we got we to gotta see what he's going to do in these next couple years. So I'm going to pace myself on that. Um, and, you know, Gunnar Henderson has been, you know, a fire, firecracker right out of the gate. Uh, he's just been fantastic, and he's been a lot of fun to watch. Terrence Robert is consistently making contact. He's been able to hit for average. He has not had that first career home run yet, but I think he's able to balance out that lineup and, and getting on base and at a really good clip. And I like Terrence Robert a lot and what he's doing this year uh, in that small sample that he's done come up. Is I think pretty good. 
and I think there is a little bit of value in him. Maybe there isn't the most value in him, but I think that he is a good piece for this Orioles team to have. We've also gotten a great performance out of Anthony Santander, which has been who has been a huge power threat, one of the more underrated bats in baseball. Uh, and you know, a lot of the pitching has been really able to step up. The bullpen has been lights out. Felix Bautista, Sino Perez, Brian Baker, Dylan Tate. Uh, we've had a lot of guys come out of there and, and shove work. Joey Crable as well. You know, a lot of our guys have just been able to save the rotation whenever we need it. And then the starting rotation, like Jordan Lyles has taken over as the ace. Well, he may be not the best, but, you know, he's been able to eat innings consistently. Uh, you know, he, he normally goes out there for five, six innings a game, uh, with, you know, giving up a minimal amount of runs. Uh, Felix Bautista has been amazing as well. Uh, the bullpen, Kyle Bradish, Dean Kramer behind uh, Jordan Lyles, Austin Votes, Spencer Watkins, Tyler Wells when he pitched. Uh, you know, all those guys have been fantastic. And I've also almost forgot Keegan Aiken, nice left-handed arm of the bullpen, as well as D.L. Hall, who's shown flashes of brilliance both on the rotation and in the bullpen. But Brandon Hyde has been able to get a lot out of his players, maybe not the most, but certainly a decent chunk, and I think he deserves to get this award. And I definitely, But I do think that it's going to hurt him, that he is not going to make the playoffs probably, um, but, you know, Brandon Hyde, I think, definitely deserves recognition because this Orioles team, with this roster, you, you barely expected them to compete like this. And then for the National League uh, Manager of the Year, I'm going to go with Buck Walter. The Mets didn't pull Mets this year and falling off in the second half. And I think some credit is due to my guy Buck Walter. He's, you know, he's got a good lineup. Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, Francisco Lindor uh, have all been good uh, in the lineup. Still up. Bit of a bit of a problem at, at third, but you know that's not really that's kind of the least of the Mets' concerns right now. Um, you know they got a good outfield with Sully Marte, who's been quietly really good. Brandon Nemo's quietly been really good, and Marcana has been quietly really good. Uh, you know they've gotten a lot of good production out of their players, and the pitching staff has not collapsed. Carlos Carrasco and Chris Bassett have been good on the back end. Jacob DeGrom and uh, Max Scherzer have been leading this rotation along as well. Uh, and they've gotten, you know, good bullpen arms. Edwin Diaz has been one of the best closers this year. Joely Rodriguez put on a good performance. Adam Montevino was, you know, a nice little pickup in the offseason. And he has been pretty good this year for the Mets. Uh, Tyler McGill, he was part of that no-herder earlier this year. You know, the pitching has been solid. Tywin Walker hasn't been terrible, you know. They have not, they didn't collapse. Like I said, they didn't pull the Mets. They, you know, didn't have the strong first half and collapsed in the second half. They had a strong first half, had a solid deadline, and then they went on to have a strong second half, and they're locked into the postseason. So uh, that's all the Mets could have asked for, and I think Buck Showalter should, I think, get some credit. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Uh, I don't know too much about the Mets, but. I mean, the Mets are playing well. I, you know, you might have thought that the Mets would kind of collapse in the second half. They haven't. They've been playing just as well, if not better, than they did in the first half. Uh, and, you know, I think maybe some credit deserves to go Buck Walter's way. So those are my managers of the year. Uh, and now let's get on with the Big Boy Awards. So for Rookie of the Year, uh, you know, there's some pretty good races. Uh, Adley Rushman, obviously, up there for Rookie of the Year, and I'd love to see him win it. Because uh, he honestly has completely turned this Orioles team around. I mean, ever since he started clicking, the Orioles started clicking. Um, 
and I would love to see him get the honor, but I don't think he will. I think it's Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez has been a monster this year. He has. He also has his team on his back, and he might honestly uh, go into the playoffs. Um, so, you know, he's leading his team into the playoffs. That is immense, immense value. Uh, he's hurt right now, sadly, which is a bummer because Julio Rodriguez is so fun to watch when he's clicking. But in 500 at-bats, he's got a 280 average, 27 home runs, 73 RBIs, 25 stolen bases, and an 844 RPS. I mean, this guy, if he's not the rookie of the year, I don't know who is. I mean, he's been a beast, a boss, whatever you want to call it. He has been on top of it, and he will lead his team into the postseason. And now, for the NL rookie of the year, I think it's going to both come from the Atlanta Braves. Uh, for me, I think those two... Um, you know, they have two guys that could potentially win this award, which is crazy even saying how they have some of the best young talent in the game. Um, and there's a lot, a lot of value coming from both of these guys. Um, and it's tough to say. I mean, both guys have been monsters this year. Uh, and, you know, both have been a lot of fun to watch um, this year. But I'm going to go with Michael Harris the second. Michael Harris has been really, really good this year, honestly. I might have to go with a co-rookie of the year. I mean, I think that both of them are bringing true value. And, and Michael Harris and 381 at-bats, 304 average, 19 homers, 61 RBIs, 19 stolen bases, 879 OPS. He has been immense value for, in that outfield, the Atlanta Braves. And Spencer Strider has been amazing as well. Uh, 31 games started, I believe, 11-5 record, 2.67 ERA. 131 innings and 202 strikeouts and a .99 whip. The, both those guys have just brought immense value to their team on both sides of the baseball, and I absolutely love it. And, you know, I, I think those guys, for me, are going to be the co-rookie of the year because they just bring their so much value in their own way. It's just hard to pick one guy. And then we move on to the Cy Young. Uh, Cy Young races are pretty good. Obviously, I mentioned Justin Verlander earlier, one of the Cy Young candidates uh, so far. Um, but I think for me in the American League, a little sneaky, sneaky candidate. I'm going to go with Dylan Cease. I think Dylan Cease has been really, really good this year for the Chicago White Sox. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, the White Sox have been a real disappointment, and they have not been fun to watch. Um, and, but and the fact that Dylan Cease did not make the All-Star team is blasphemy that is criminal that is just sad it shows how idiotic our fans can be at some point Dylan Cease has just been having an unbelievable year this is kind of reminiscent on how Bryce Harper didn't make the all-star team last year yet he got the MVP I think Dylan Cease is going to do that this year 31 games start 14 and 7 record 2.06 ERA 1.179 innings 222 strikeouts and 1.09 whip I think Dylan Cease's value has just been so immense for this uh, for this White Sox team, and you know he's part of why it's exciting, even though they've just kind of been playing underwhelming baseball. And I think he's got the Cy Young. And then the National League, I think it's a really good. I think it's kind of one and clear, obvious choice. I think if you pick against this guy, you're just wrong. I think it's Sandy Alcantara. Sandy Alcantara has really been a horse this year. Uh, 31 games, 14-8 record, 2.32 ERA, 220 
in two-thirds innings, 199 strikeouts, and a .99 whip. I mean, Sandy Alcantara has been a beast. He's gone. He's had a multiple complete games, and he has had some of the most immense value you may ever see out of a pitcher. He literally gives the Marlins a chance to win every single day by going six or seven innings. Sandy Alcantara has been awesome. So those are my Cy Young winners, Dylan Cease and Sandy Alcantara. And finally, for the biggest award for the MVP uh, in the American League, I'm going to go with Shohei Otani. I think he's got it back-to-back. I know Aaron Judge. I know that that's going to come up. But I think Shohei Otani, the fact that he is pitching and hitting is insane. That's just, uh, how do you compete with that? Like, that is so immense, immensely valuable that that is just insane. That's, that's insane. How, how do you do that? Like, that's, that's all amazing. Like, 26 games started for him, 14 and 8 record, 2.47 ERA, 153 innings, 203 strikeouts, uh, and a 1.07 whip. I mean, that's, how do you how do you do that? And then on the pep, on the hitting side, 547 at bats, 271 average, 34 home runs, 92 RBIs, and 11 stolen bases, and an 887 OPS. I mean, come on now, how I, I, how does that work? How does that work? Uh, you know, it's just he's broken, he's cracked. I mean, he's he's the glitch in the system. Like, I know Aaron Judge is how he's he might break the the home run record. Uh, but Shohei Otani, the fact that he pitches and hits literally brings the most value to a team. And who knows? He might be coming to the Orioles. You never know. You never know. Just saying. Baltimore, is he coming? Maybe. We don't know. But uh, Shohei Otani is an absolute boss. And I think he's got that MVP wrapped up. Uh, honestly, maybe not wrapped up. I I, I think I guess it's just going to come down to the end of the year. With Aaron Judge and Joe Otani. And then for the NL MVP, I'm going to go with Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, this dude has had a phenomenal, phenomenal season uh, on the uh, uh, offensive side of the baseball, as well as being one of the best defensive third, first basemen uh, in the game. 540 at bats, 319 average, 35 home runs, 112 RBIs, 6 stolen bases, and a 993 OPS. I mean, this dude's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think he's got this MVP, no problem. Uh, you know, this isn't as tight of a race in the National League as it is in the American League. Uh, but Paul Goldschmidt has just been insanity from the Cardinals. Like, he's been a monster at 35 years old. You know, it's just how... That's amazing. That is amazing, amazing value. And Paul Goldschmidt, I think, is the most valuable player in the National League. So those are all my award winners. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, and, you know, sadly no Brendan today, but we will get him on next week. Uh, as always, go check out the merchandise in the description. We might have some new stuff coming uh, in stock. So stay tuned for that. Please follow us on whatever platform you listen to. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or, you know, whatever you use. Just please follow us. Maybe drop a rating if you can. Uh, you know, spreading the positivity of the podcast. We really appreciate that. If you can do that and take the time out of your day and spreading our podcast. And with that, we will see you next time.